Man, I hate KD, but he was he was clicking tonight, man. Yeah, he went off tonight. I know. I wanted him to fail. <laughs> Same. KD's gonna be on his uh, burner accounts a lot tonight and smiling from ear to ear, proving a lot of people wrong. Man, so the Nuggets just got swept. Games were 2-2, but the Bucks and the Nets just played, and it seems like the Nets are trying to get control of the series again. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I had the two hooligans with me again. JJ, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Happy summer. Happy summer. John, how you living? I'm good, man. Living life, styling, profiling. Let's go. So let's first talk about... Let's just talk about this first game that we just watched. We just watched the the Nets and the Bucks. Yes, okay? sir. Um, the Nets pulled out a win with... The Bucks trailing. I mean, the Bucks were winning. They they pulled off a what a seventeen deficit comeback. JJ, what did you think of that game? I think Charles Barkley said it best, which is like he thought like, hey, championship level team, but they're pretty dumb, <laughs> and I don't want to call anybody dumb because I don't want to insult anybody like that. Yes, you do. But I was pulling out my hair and he does yelling at the TV. While watching the fourth quarter, I mean, Katie went off, but some of the possessions, I was just thinking, like, what are you guys doing? Like, one on one, you have Holiday taking step back threes on Harden, who doesn't even play D, let alone he's injured right now. True. Right. Yeah, John, what did you think? I, I feel sorry for Bucks fans, man. What? I, is there a more disappointing team in the league? And I respectfully say that because year after year after year, we think the Bucks are going to break through and make the finals, let alone win the finals. But they disappoint. Last year, they lost to the Heat. And, I, fail, and if man. we look back on it, they probably had no business doing that. This year, they're down 2-3 now when they should be up 3-2. And the series is not over. But this is a game that they should have won 100%. Harden was 50-60% healthy, if that. Kyrie Irving is out. And Kevin Durant had to go absolutely platonic. He he was on Pluto, man. He was just going going crazy. 46, 17, and 10. And just, I don't know. It's... It seems like the Bucks missed their opportunity, and and hopefully they can come back from this. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the Nets. You know, if if we're talking, if we're just comparing them to like a boy band group, what? I mean, you have Justin Timberlake and J.C. Shazay go down, and now you're left with just Lance Bass and I don't know who the other two guys are. Don't lie. You, you, know, you know who they are. You know who they are. I we promise the, I don't know who they are. Yo, we see the poster in your room. I'm just saying, if you got Lance Bass and like the backup dancers, and you can't take that team down, like they are hobbled. They are absolutely hobbled, man. Like the Bucks, come on. Like Harden, Harden was basically on one leg for that first half. 
he was not warmed up completely. His hamstring was not warmed up completely. Why wasn't he in every single pick and roll possible? That's something that's like that's just high IQ stuff, man. I mean, we talked about this with the Warriors and versus the Cavs. They sought out Steph Curry. They wanted Steph Curry involved in every single play so that Steph Curry had to guard LeBron, had to guard KD. Why didn't they do that with Harden? It's so I I didn't understand it. True. Did you guys think that PJ Tucker was wasn't allowed to be as physical this game with KD, JJ? I think just because the Nets made it a point, the refs were more in mind of it. Yeah. And they played away, so that probably had some effect, but he also didn't do well on offense too. And both phases of the game correlate. So if you play good defense, your offense will come. If you play good offense, that usually motivates great D on your end. Right. Right. So right. I felt that he should have been more aggressive from the start. And he's not the reason why they lost, though. Terrible, 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 terrible shot selections yeah. towards the end of the game. Inexcusable. Yeah, John. Yeah, I agree. I think that because it was brought to the media, that it's it was on the attention of the refs going into the game. And so they made it a point to focus on that just because there was attention on it from the previous game. Yes, sir. I, I don't I agree with JJ. I don't think that's the reason why they lost. I think the Bucks played terrible down the stretch. They lot It showed a complete lack of composure to be up 17 and blow that lead. And that, to me, is a te- is is on your coach and on your leader, Giannis, that you have to co- make sure the team is composed, that they stay level-headed, and runs are going to happen, but you cannot completely fall apart like that. Take bad shots, not run an offense, isolate, and and just forget how to play defense. I mean, it was a complete turnaround for the Bucks. The Nets give them credit; they played well. But I feel like the Bucks lost the game. True. You know, they just gave it away. They beat themselves. That's what I did say that. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. You I, said I dis- you disagree with me. No, I agree with you. <laughs> oh, I'm just jumping to conclusions because I know how you are. Damn. Sorry. Damn. This are... I think I actually misheard you too, John. Oh, I think you said you disagree. Oh, did I say that? I No, I I'm pretty so. sure I said I agree. We'll run the tape we'll back. The, Don't worry. We'll run the tape I'm pretty right sure you're wrong. <laughs> we'll run the tape back. Hold up. John we'll doesn't do, know what it's saying half the time anyway. We'll do a recount. So, <laughs> but dude, Steve Nash really did put that on blast. He said that he thought that PJ Tucker's defense, physical defense, was borderline illegal. And it really seemed like uh, KD was able to get to his spots a lot better than he was that one game. I mean, the game before. Uh, that might be also because Harden was on the floor kind of spacing it out a little bit. But just a quick thing i have to give their flowers to or give flowers to jeff green i mean jeff green scored 27 points who would have thought right who would have thought that he would have been just absolutely just a killer from beyond the arc because jeff green also shot 87.5 percent from three today and if he didn't do that i don't think the nets win this game i want to ask you guys Kyrie Irving is injured. You guys all saw the play. We all saw the play. John, did you think it was dirty? Do I think that the play 
with Kyrie and Giannis was dirty. No, I do not. I watched it a few times back, and Giannis was just trying to position himself for a rebound, trying to box out anybody like, who was. Yeah. I think he just stepped. He stepped into the the right under the basket, and Kyrie happened to land there. Now, obviously, you're going to get a bunch of Nets fans and a lot, some people who are saying that it was dirty, but by the looks of his reaction, Giannis's face, and where it was point, where it was where he was looking, I don't think it was dirty at all. It was unfortunate, but not dirty. No. JJ, what do you think? No, it wasn't dirty. Typical basketball fundamentals. You're supposed to close out the closest near man, yes, right? They're the nearest man, I should say. And that's what the Greek freak did. So just a freak accident is unfortunate. No pun intended. It happens. Freak accident. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Very nice. The Greek freak accident. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I think that he was just trying to box out the shooter, right? You got to box out the shooter. Moving, moving forward. Suns Nuggets. I want to talk about this for a little bit because Mike Malone dropped this on us. He said that CP3 is the greatest point guard ever. JJ, what do you think of that thought? No, just because Chris Paul schooled your last rotation of guards doesn't mean that he's the greatest <laughs> point guard ever. Get that straight. You don't and think I'm, I'm just, crossing up I'm, Facundo Campazzo is impressive? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like the I'm surprised you knew his their... first name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't know where I pulled that from. I want to reserve, you know, the this commentary for John cuz obviously John will have his thoughts about the greatest point guard and who is that John? Educate our guest. Please. I mean, I feel like it's it's a f- I feel like a lot of people know this already and if you don't you'll know but it's got to be Irvin Irvin Magic Johnson and for those that are that are too young to know he was just he was a rookie and won the title for the Lake with the Lakers he played center he replayed he played center because uh, Jabbar was injured and he put up a triple double with 40 something points so it's got to be Magic Johnson he has five titles um, and even then, if we're not right. talking about back in the '80s, you know, the '70s and the '80s, you got how can you put Chris Paul over Steph Curry? If we're talking about more modern, current players, it's just to me that's crazy. Yes, Curry has two rings. It was two rings, and three, three, three. rings. Excuse me. Oh. And he has MVP. He has a few MVPs, and and to me, it's just like. Chris Paul doesn't even sur- surpass Chris, or Steph Curry, so it, it's not even. It, I think it's just a, one of those things where you're in the moment, you see Chris Paul demolish your team and sweep you 4-0, and you're you want to give props to somebody. And honestly, maybe Mike Malone is just he's saying that because it makes him look better being swept 4-0, right? You're giving credit, you're saying these things, and it makes you look less. It makes you look less, less awful because you're trying to give cre- credence to something that really, if you really think about it, isn't holla, true. Holla. He looks more awful though now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm, I'm going to say that you have to put Steph Curry ahead of CP3 if we're talking about just like the tier of current um, point guards just because if you're talking about ever, 
Steph Curry changed the game. He, ab he absolutely changed the game. He he made it so that these deep threes are are absolutely normal. He controls the pace of the game. He's a good passer. He's a good dribbler. All stuff that CP3 does. But I'm going to give CP3 some flowers here. I'm going to say that this is truly CP3's team. I think he kind of was in a dumpster fire in New Orleans. I think when he went to the Houston Rockets, that wasn't his team. I mean... How, how aggravating was that for, for CP3 to just sit in the corner as Harden dribbled, 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 and then pass the ball with like three seconds left on the shot clock for him to yeah. shoot a three? That wasn't really a right fit for him. And then you saw kind of glimpses of it in OKC, and now that he's in the Suns, you might say that CP3, his situation right now with the Suns is better than any situation that has ever been in. What? And we're seeing peak Chris Paul at the age of like what 36 37 which is absolutely crazy so i think that cp3 deserves a lot of credit for the sweeping of the nuggets and i don't think i'm alone there moving forward Jokic gets ejected during this game an elimination game he gets ejected do you do you guys think this was right jj no not at all the nba is meant to entertain i know you want to you want to keep the integrity of the game so the refs have even explained it when they do provide these fragrant, foul, uh, fragrant fouls on players, it's one, history. Yeah. Does he have a history? Not really. No. Right? Two is intent. He was trying to swipe at the ball. He hit the ball. He hit the ball. It wasn't just, it wasn't like buying him on um, JJ Barrera. <laughs> like clotheslining the fold. He wasn't doing why that. You gotta, why Yo, you gotta bring that up to John? Why you gotta bring that right? up, man? You! Sorry. It's I'm okay. just trying to make a point. It's okay. No, that's okay. No. And and three, it's the MVP, like you said, elimination game. They need to be better. Look, I gotta say, Jokic swiped hard and maybe hit Cameron Payne in the face. But why did Cameron Payne act like Kimbo Slice punched him in the face without any gloves on or something. Hold up. Rest in peace Kimbo Slice for those that know that know what I'm talking about. It's it's crazy. I mean, the reaction, I don't think it was that crazy that that hard of a hit. Let's let's come on. Let's go back to some real hardcore 80s 90s basketball and and it's just it's a little soft to me to be honest. I mean, there was no blood. He didn't have a broken nose and they ejected Jokic in a pivotal you know pivotal game four let's let the guys play man it's it's maybe a flagrant one i know i know the league has changed the, the rules are a lot different than they were in the 90s and the 80s but definitely no i don't think Jokic should have been ejected especially in a pivotal game like this and yeah. reggie miller was saying like if if the joker were to connect that could have been a broken nose but you just can't go off of what ifs, number one. And number two, now you're basing it off of somebody's body type or strength. Like if it was Nate Robinson doing the same thing, would he get a, would he get kicked out? No, of course yeah. not. And that's a great point right? because if, if back in the Absolutely. day when Shaq was playing, he would get hacked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely just completely hit hard. But... It doesn't look like it doesn't look like that just because of his size. But if you do that to somebody that's half his size, it's gonna look like someone is is getting completely annihilated out there. So it's all relative, and, and you're, that's a great point. In an elimination game, 
if we replace Jokic with LeBron, does LeBron get ejected? Quickly. Ooh, great John. question. No, I don't think so. What do you think, JJ? No. no. I don't oh. think so either. I think the league did Jokic dirty on this one. And, and I feel like it was during the Nuggets were trying to come back this game. And it completely deflated the game and really sealed the deal for the Suns. I think the Suns would end up winning it anyway. I don't think I'm alone on that thought. But moving on to the next game, we have the Clippers versus the Jazz. Man, we are tied up 2-2. JJ, what do you think of this matchup? Clippers coming back. Uh, pandemic P is proving me wrong. He's playing Pokemon. All of us wrong. <laughs> He's evolving into playoff P, maybe. Maybe. But hold up. I know a lot of people Pokemon are P. saying like, where are the... Where are the PG haters at? No, I'm not a hater. I'm just saying just because you win two games and you're going off for two games <laughs> doesn't mean that you're the second coming of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Just yeah. hold up. Hold up. You got 10 more games left to win the championship. Earn your respect, but props, right? Like you went at home. You, you did what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Absolutely, John. Yeah, no, Paul George is playing well. You got to give credit where credit is due. Again, the series is only tied 2-2, like JJ said. They really haven't accomplished anything yet. They still haven't made the Western Conference Finals in their entire franchise history. <laughs> so if Paul... I had to throw that in there. Come on, you know. I know you did. <laughs> but I just had to educate the, the listeners, to just, just in case they didn't know. But look... Paul George has he has that moniker pandemic P playoff P and, and people make fun of him the only way he'll get rid of that is if the Clippers win the title and he has a big part in that yes, and sir. so this could be the year the Nets are, are banged up who most thought were the favorites and you know I think it's an open field right now I think the Suns could take it the Clippers could take it I mean anybody could take it at this point but if the Clippers do win the title and Paul George is a key factor in that then I think we can finally eliminate that moniker, take away that name, throw it in the trash can, and he, you know, he'll prove himself. So that remains to be seen. There's still a lot of there's still a lot of game games to you go. You want to know something? Yeah, I mean Pokemon Pokemon P. I kind of like that that moniker right there. I'm gonna say that um, that playoff P, pandemic P. I, I, I'm still leaning towards Pandemic P, dude. I, I think what is showing us right now is only temporary, but time will only tell. What? We have to talk about this. We have to talk about how... I forget who said this. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> said, Donovan Mitchell is the greatest jazz ever. JJ, what are your thoughts? This place. What does he say? It's blasphemous. <laughs> That's blasphemous. Like Stockton. Stockton was a G. Oh. Yeah. Assist. Oh. He he was an irritant on defense. Oh. And of course, we always have to say if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, blah 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 blah. Right. But that's true. It's true. Uh, the Jazz were heavily favored to win the championship at 98. And they didn't, but it just showed that when you're heavily favorite against Michael Jordan, that says something. Yeah, I 100% agree, John. 
I think Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless went to the same school of sports commentary because <laughs> that is. I, I feel like you're only saying that for the shock value, right? I don't. I honestly don't. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to believe that Stephen A. Smith really believes that Donovan Mitchell is the greatest jazz player ever. I know Stockton and Malone never won the finals, but they made it twice, two years in a row. Donovan Mitchell hasn't even made the finals, so how can you possibly say that? If Donovan Mitchell leads the jazz to a title or two, then yeah, we can have that conversation. But at this point, that's extremely premature, and only Stephen A. Smith is looking for some viewership. Yeah, I think Stephen A. Smith is just his kind of shotgun spraying facts right like he's just hoping that one of these things lands so that he could rewind the tape and be like i said it first remember i said it first and i think is his his speaking out of turn here i mean stockton and malone like you gotta give those guys props way before donovan mitchell i think we're a little early on that we're gonna rewind it a little bit how about Ty Lu saying Donovan Mitchell is harder to guard than Luca. John, what do you think? I think that's stri- that's strictly a strategic move. Saying giving guy giving a player props as you're playing them in a series because yes, sir. the Absolutely. last thing you want to do is motivate somebody telling them they're trash, telling them that they're easy to guard because that's just bullet bulletin board material. And I think that's a strategic move by Lu, a smart one. I don't think he believes that at all. Luca is is so much more diverse as a player and so much more crafty, I'd say. And, and Mitchell is actually crafty. He's a good player, great player, but he's no Luka Doncic. Let's let's be honest. So I think it's, it was strictly a strategic move to try to soften Donovan Mitchell, especially as they're playing them currently in the in the playoffs. True. But moving on to the next series, 76ers versus Hawks. We are tied up at two two. John. What do you think of this matchup? I think Trey Young's barber is upset that the Hawks aren't getting bounced yet because he's continuing to get questions about Trey Young's haircut. The more that we see Trey Young on TV, the more we're going to question where he gets his haircut from. And I made a joke earlier. I think his barber is his six-year-old sister or something like that. It's got to be. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Nah, but for real... I think that the Hawks are a surprise. They're the surprise of the postseason. We didn't think that they were going to be 2-2 going into Game 5. I certainly didn't. Trey Young is putting up numbers. He's putting up points, but he's also passing and dishing out dimes with the best of them. 17 assists, I think, in Game 4. So, to me, the Hawks... 18, I'm sorry. Should have looked at the numbers more clearly. I think that the Hawks are legit, man. Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, John Collins... Gallinari, they have a solid, solid team. And I do think the Sixers are eventually going to come out on top in Game 6, but Joel Embiid's injury kind of puts a wrinkle in things. His torn meniscus, if he he can't go at full strength, that gives the Hawks an opening. So even though I picked the Sixers in 6, I still think that the Hawks have a chance, especially with Joel Embiid, uh, you know, not 100%. Yeah, JJ, what do you think? I think the 76ers overall, they're more talented. Embiid was 0 for 12 in the second half. And you're an MVP candidate. The the last play of the game where he had the give and go and the cut towards the basket, it was very reminiscent of when Patrick Ewing missed that easy layup against the 
Pacers. And I don't know. I don't know if that's due to injury, but you have to make that. If you're in the game, you're expected to make that. Yeah, absolutely. I think Embiid is is hobbled. He's hobbled and and John Collins is is looking like an absolute superstar right what? now. I mean, the the energy that he brings, making Embiid run up and down the floor, forcing him to guard him. Um, I mean, John Collins is going to get a fat contract. An absolute fat contract because he is showing out. And I want to say this about Trey Young. I I thought that you know the true point guard breed was kind of dying and Trey Young comes out on this playoff game and gets 18 assists when have you seen that in like the most recent basketball you know playoff basketball you you haven't really unless you consider James Harden but you we know we all know that he pads those stats right Trey Young almost feels like a remix CP3 at times what? where he's controlling the pace he's getting his team involved He's surrounded by a bunch of role players. No, no, like super true, like number two or three. He kind of seems like a remix CP3 to me. I don't know if I'm speaking out of tune, turn here, but the future is very bright for Trey Young. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to make another point on that because I, I think going Trey Young in college when we saw him, we he was known for, and they highlighted just his, his range, right? His ability to shoot the deep three and put up right. points but they overlooked his ability to distribute and die and di- and throw out dimes to his teammates which i think is actually his it, arguably his bigger strength and it's evident i mean i think it's, that's a testament to his game last night where he put up 18 assists you don't put up 18 assists without being a guy that has vision and can see the see the court and see where his teammates are open you know so i think that was overlooked I, th- I think to add on even even more is that the the coaching flaws and strengths where I know I gave props to Doc Rivers the last pod, but I think I should go to church and ask for forgiveness because that was completely <laughs> false. Among other Lack things. Of, uh, <laughs> adapting to the game and props to the Hawks because they made their changes where, you know, Trey Young was more of a scorer now he was a distributor and he was still attacking i think that's the most important part that he did miss shots but he was still attacking and the majority of the points were due to him yeah Yeah, absolutely did you guys see this um this fan kind of heckling danny green he shot like zero for ten on threes (laughs) and he had this response Hold up. Hold on, hold Basically up. Basically Danny Green yeah. Danny Green shot zero for ten from three. Yes. I can't believe it. Just kidding. <laughs> I can totally believe it. His response was that he's got three rings. Oh my And then he, God. he also he also peppered it with uh, a very colorful word at the end. You don't have to repeat it here, I'm sure. I mean No, I'm not, but I'm do you guys what do you like on a scale of one to ten? How how do you guys like Danny Green's re- like response? JJ, I'll go with you. Why would he even respond to a fan? You should just <laughs> smile and walk away. True. Like don't don't give attention to these people that don't matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, you have haters. Life that means right that you're doing something right. That's that's the saying, right? Yeah, Absolutely, you got John. 
Man, that was that was deep. I gotta say, I uh, I agree. I think that you cannot let <laughs> you can't let fans get to you, especially. You're always going to receive criticism regardless of what you do. Yes, if Danny Green shot 9 of 10 and missed the game-winning 3, he would probably get the same heckling and threats and crap from fans, right? That just comes with the territory. That's what happens when you're uh, an NBA player making millions of dollars. So move on. Just ignore it and move on. Yeah. I completely agree with you guys. I'm going to move on to the next topic, and we're going to talk about the All-NBA team that just got released, okay? So we have the All-NBA first team. We have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, and Kawhi Leonard. Do you think they messed up on any of these spots here? Do you guys think this is all deserving here? I think some people think that maybe Dame Lillard should have taken Luka Doncic's spot. Other people think that Joel Embiid as the second you know, MVP candidate should have been up there. What do you guys think? Did we miss anyone on the first team? You want to know something? Your Dame take has some credibility, definitely, uh, over Luka. Um, I'm not there yet, though. I think that Luka does deserve to be All-NBA first team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John, what do you think? I think, man, it's tough because Luca. I'm looking at the standings, right? And I, I kind of base that off whether or not a guy deserves first All-NBA, whether or not he carried their team to the playoffs and what's standing there, what their record was. The Mavericks and the Blazers were forty, both 42 and 30. Oh. Dead even. And you can make an argument that Luca, Chris Luca's second man, Chris Tapps, is similar to Dame's for second man and CJ, right? They're oh. they're good players, but they're they're missing that that it factor, that X factor. They're not like they're not like an Anthony Davis or somebody of that 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 stature. So it's tough, man. I think it's a toss up. I w- I don't I would I would not argue if Dame Lillard was replaced Luca, but yes, sir. It is what it is. I know that a lot of the voting. For these teams, it's positionless, and I think that hurts a lot of players. That are there's a there's a log jam at certain positions. Like point, there are a lot more talented point guards in the NBA than there are centers, and I think that's kind of you know makes it harder for deserving point guards to make the team. Yeah. Can, can I ask you, Jun, really quick? Why do you think that Beal was third team instead of second team when? He was second to Steph for the scoring championship. Man, that's one that I, I really don't understand, to be honest. I think I think that Beal deserves to at least be second team, which means that you would have to knock out one of the other guards, which is Chris Paul and Damian Lillard. But if I'm gonna do something crazy, I would actually remix this whole thing. I would have I would have Beal in the second team. What? And I actually would have knocked down Luka Doncic what? down farther. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is my point here. With Damian Lillard, he had a very long stretch without CJ or Nurkic, and he still carried that team to that record. Luka Doncic, for the most part, he's had Kristaps Porzingis kind of in and out of the lineup, but that was only the real like injury that, that was on their team. I don't know if that's 100% accurate just because I don't watch a lot of Mavericks basketball, but... I feel like Luka Doncic 
benefits from being an international superstar like because if we're talking about the votes this is this is media people right nba people and media people luka Doncic is a very likable guy and he's also liked around the world so it doesn't it's not surprising that he makes the first team um but i would put bradley beal up there farther at least second team second team and probably move luka back down to second team or even third team I know that sounds crazy. It's hard. With guard spot, John's absolutely right. It's absolutely hard to shuffle these around. What do you guys think? What I don't do you think Embiid should be on second team if he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. Like, he, they should have moved maybe, yeah, uh, just account for the Joker and Embiid to be part of the all-NBA team, but... I guess for basketball purposes, we do move forward with two guards, two forwards, and one center. Yeah. It makes it interesting, right? Yeah. It just sucks because the all-NBA team, it's correlated to salary structure incentives. Yeah, John, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of see your point. I think that, um, I think Luca. Now, if I had to move one guy from the first All NBA team, looking at this list, it would probably be, it would probably probably be Luca. I know, I mean, Kawhi had a great year. Steph, obviously, Steph Curry carried the Warriors to the play-in, and that team wasn't very good, if we're being honest. Jokic, he he had Murray, but he got injured towards the end of the season. Giannis really is the only true superstar on their on his team, so. Yeah, I mean, Luca would have to get moved down, and I, I, I kind of agree with that. I would probably put Dame over. I would replace Luca with Dame if I had to. Yes, sir. I'm gonna circle back around to, to NBA playoffs. I want to get your guys' take on who you think, who you now think, is going to be in the finals. Mm. John, I'm gonna start with you. Wow. Well, before who makes it to the finals. Well, before tonight's game, I was gonna say the Bucks were gonna represent the East, but uh, that that uh, my confidence has waned on that one. So, oh man, I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference are gonna represent the 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 West. And damn, you know what? I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with the Bucks. I'm gonna say the Bucks are gonna come back, beat the Nets, and then make the finals. Bucks and Suns in the in the. NBA Finals for this year. Baby, baby. I like it, JJ. I'm gonna go with Sixers Suns. Oh, Sixers Suns, nice. I, I'm not, I'm not excited about it, but I think that's <laughs> that's the matchup. You know, I'm, I'm gonna ride with John on this one. I'm gonna go with the, the Suns, and the Bucks, and part of it is just kind of cheering for, just. NBA basketball purity, man. What? Because you think about some of these other teams like the Nets. They bought their way to, you know, a championship caliber team. True. You think about the 76ers. I mean, trust the process, that whole tanking process. True. I mean, the Clippers buying their team too. I mean, I want to go with the dudes that like, it seems like they built their teams pretty purely. In the Suns and the Bucks, so that's that's where I'm gonna go. I'm 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 riding with John. 
Riding with the winners. I like it. <laughs> and you know, that actually concludes our episode. Tonight's episode of the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. JJ, thanks for being on, man. My name is- thank you, everyone, for listening. Holla, holla. John, thank you for being on, man. Thank you, man. Thanks to our listeners. You guys are the best. And please find us wherever you could find your podcasts.